0: Hey everyone, it's Michelle. And Andy. And this is Spooky Shit. Okay, I was about That's to Q-t-A. lose my shit at Andy. <laughs> so we're testing out names here. <laughs> shall I shall I refer to you as Andy for the rest of the podcast? If you can remember. If I can remember it rhymes. So <laughs> I'll do my best.
1: It was actually really hard to say, and Andy. And Andy. See, you can't choose the name Andy because it just doesn't flow in the it podcast. It Well, that one's off the
0: list now. Okay, we'll try a new one every week until we settle on a name. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone listening's just going to be like, what the fuck? It's, just, it's like their first week listening, and they're like, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> just listen back a few episodes. <laughs> hmm. Okay, so uh, on a more serious note, this week we're going to be talking about Killer kids. Um, I don't know how I segue into that. But anyway, I'm going to start by talking
1: about the Richardson family murders. And then I'm going to talk about Peter Woodcock. Um, he's also known as David Michael Kruger.
0: Warning. This episode may contain graphic details. Listener discretion is advised. Okay. Weird that he two different names. I'm curious about that. But first. How are you doing, Andy? <laughs> You're not I'm feeling Andy. I could tell. You're like... Yeah, it's <laughs> weird. It's weird. I almost said the B word at first. And I was like, uh-huh. no, I'm committed to this. Your hair's looking really long. It is. Are Too
1: you going to keep it long? No. You're going to cut it. it. You're going to um, shave it off? Almost. I actually want to get a bus cut before my trip. So you could feel that humid Florida air straight uh, on your yeah. scalp. <laughs> no yeah, I haven't told Hilaris yet because she doesn't like, like my hair short. Because
0: oh I had buzzed God.
1: I buzzed my head early quarantine and she I did remember, not like yeah. It. She didn't like it like at all. No. I oh really loved it, but she was like mm.
0: Do you think you guys are gonna have to get divorced? <laughs> 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 what are you gonna tell her? Are you just going to do it because it, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission or yeah. whatever? Oh,
1: no. I don't know. We'll see. because well, really I'm kind of hesitant. I'm like, do I want to?
0: You don't want to upset her? Yeah. Does she, like, have strong feelings about you having a
1: buzz cut? Yeah, she really doesn't oh. like it.
0: Oh, okay. It's not even just, like, it's not her favorite. She dislikes it.
1: Yeah. She calls me egghead in Spanish. <laughs> she calls you egghead and i don't even have that bad of like a shape of a head it's actually pretty round <laughs> you're like you're actually
0: making me very insecure right now with lyrics. No.
1: well that's why i kind of want to leave it semi-long maybe more like a crew cut
0: i'm imagining a very square crew cut so i'm like
1: But <laughs> no, like i, long I long. mean the length of a crew cut
0: oh okay but like that length all over Where?
1: or no i would still get a fade
0: Oh, I guess a fade is different than what I'm thinking. I'm thinking of like hella army haircut and I'm like,
1: eh? (laughs) No, yeah, I was thinking of getting like a fade buzz cut. You should do it. I I mean. I will. I don't want Alaris to know I'm on your
0: side. You're an awful husband and I can't believe you're (laughs) doing this to her.
1: (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) She's been wrong. She tells me, she was like, if you really like it, just fucking do it. Who cares what I think? Oh my god! And I'm like, I-, I care. I want you to like like Good me way. still. I know. <laughs> still think I'm attractive,
0: and not be like, ugh. There goes Egghead Andy.
1: Exactly. That's <laughs> what I told her last time. Because when I decided to do it, she was like, "Don't do it. Like, don't do it. I don't like it." Oh my god! And I still did it, and then she was like, "She's like, Just you look SMH like an me. egg." And I was like, you really don't like it? And she's like, no, I told you, bro. And I was like, damn. Hopefully longer. She she likes. likes.
0: I mean, you're always wearing hats anyway. It's not like it'll matter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've never even seen your hair before. You just fixed it. I was just like, whoa.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I know. Even when I get haircuts, I like you're a hat person oh i just prefer i like wearing my hats you have a million hats you
0: better to get your money's worth (laughs) honestly yeah did you ever do your whole month of different hats yeah i did you pulled it off i did oh my god so you have well over 30 hats Mm -hmm. today andy i'm gonna keep saying it is wearing an oppa hat and it's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life. Appa from Avatar The Last Airbender. And he has, like, I think we've talked about this hat on the podcast, but let me describe it again. It's his little face, and it's got, like, fur on it, and it looks like a little stuffed animal. almost. And it's just the cutest thing in the world. Yes.
1: Yes, it is. We did talk about it, because I remember I was like, I got two new hats, and it was this one, and I think we need Oh, what poo. was the other one? Oh, okay, yeah. I remember the Appa one
0: specifically. As soon as I saw you, like... Show me the Oppo one. I was like, is it the one with the fur on it? And I was like, yes. <laughs> I remember this hat. <laughs> yeah, I love it. But what else has been going on? Oh, mm-hmm. I should say real quick, sorry, that this episode is being recorded like a week and a half before it's going out for confusing behind the scenes reasons. So <laughs> <laughs> we're recording on the 9th. It's going to be going out on the 19th. So, it's going to be going out right before your trip.
1: Ooh. So excited. I know. I mean, but that's basically why we're recording early. Yeah, <laughs> okay. I friends. know. I'm like,
0: it's way too confusing, everyone. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't even explain. It's because Brandy's going out of town, and we just kind of recorded this and the creepy pasta backwards. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. If though. you follow that, that was awful. I'm so sorry for that explaining. But... Okay, now now ask for the fifth time. How's it going, Andy? Did I say brandy earlier? I don't know. Oh. I didn't pay attention. I was doing so well.
1: Okay. I think you did. Damn it. <laughs> I said the B word. How are you doing, Andy? <laughs> I'm good. Just tired from work. Nah. Same old bullshit. Oh, I bet. <laughs> still going to the gym, still going strong. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say you um, look
0: extra jacked today. <laughs> I'm you raise up your arms sore. and I was like,
1: Ugh. Oh, from the arms, the back. Oh, the arms on and the hose. I did some ab workouts today and yesterday. Oh god. So oh, now every time I laugh or something, I'm like Ugh.
0: <laughs> I'll try to not be funny because I know I'm usually fucking hilarious. So I'll do my <laughs> best. Calm Andy. down, Andy. No more sorry. laughs. For you. Sorry. Sorry so how are you i'm good i wrote down a couple highlights because every week i'm like struggling to be like oh shit what's happened so my highlights are sad my first one is i got my third animal crossing neighbor picture So that was like a highlight of my week right there (laughs) and now i am plotting truffles demise not demise i'm just like "Ooh, first chance you're fucking out of this neighborhood truffles i'm done with you. you And then I found out that you can go on Reddit and get people's dodo codes to visit their islands. So I've been visiting a lot of islands, like getting free shit from them, basically. Pretty cool. My unemployment finally ran out. So officially making zero (laughs) dollars. But at least I got my third neighbor's picture. Uh, (laughs) Other than that, as we all know, it's spooky season. So I actually decorated our apartment for Halloween. You could see a little bit of it, Brandy, I think. Yeah, you sent me I can't me pictures. actually see my own square. Oh, yeah, I did send you a picture. I also got – so I got this um, art print last year that was, like, a little skeleton, like, holding fall leaves, like, kind of in his ribcage. That sounds dark. It's cutesy. And, uh, like, I bought that last fall, and then the artist went on to make one during winter, spring, and summer, and he finally posted them, like, all online. So I bought the other three, and I finally have all three, and they're all just lined up over our TV, and I love it. It took me so long to hang them up, though, because I could not fucking do math, dude. I could not do math. It was brutal. <laughs> there was, like, at least four extra holes in the wall that I was, like, had to pull it out because I was like, this isn't right. That's funny. Yeah, we're never going to get our deposit back when we move. Cause you're not, you're not straight. I know, only straight girls can do math. <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't know. Let's let's blame my bisexuality on my lack of math skills. I just
1: meant because like, it wasn't straight.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, Robert was coming in trying to do the math, and we're like, we get it. You're hetero. You like, don't have to show off. Other than that, I've been trying to get in the spooky season vibes, as well as with decorating. I've been listening... To a lot of true crime podcasts again so I don't really listen to true crime podcasts anymore because doing this podcast and doing my video game podcast and streaming and everything I'm like oh, when is there a time when I'm playing Animal Crossing for six hours in the morning no there's no time <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so funny how every afternoon and night I'm like oh my god I'm rushing to do everything but I literally play Animal Crossing for like three days three hours a day it's I'm trying to, like, design my island now, too, so I'm putting in effort. Anyway, keep going back to Animal Crossing. So, I listened to, like, I probably listened to, like, 15 episodes of Crime Junkie this week while playing Animal Crossing. So, I realized that that's something I can do at the same time. I have headphones. It's pretty cool. And, yeah, I've been feeling a little extra paranoid this week, you could say. Had a really bad nightmare the other day. One of the worst I've had. Damn. Probably unrelated. <laughs> but probably. Probably. But well, yeah. I've just been doing creepy shit. Spooky hot girl shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and an exciting news, everyone. The Haunting of Hill House is not gonna have a third season yet, but there's a new show that's coming out that's called Midnight Mass. I think I texted mm-hmm. you and Leah about this morning. Yeah, that's by the creator of it. That's coming out in a couple of weeks, like right after this episode. So I have one thing to look forward to in my life. So pretty pretty excited for that. My updates are sad. You know, it seemed exciting when I was writing them all down. I'm like Ooh, this TV show, <laughs> <little> Animal Crossing. <laughs> that's like all I have. <laughs> <laughs> My niece is going to come over this weekend for a sleepover. She's turning nine. She turned nine today, actually, which is weird. Damn. And it's going to suck because we're going through a heat wave again. It's going to be brutal. I have a wet towel on my forehead right now that I told Brandy to get used you- I told Andy to get used to because it's just going to stay here the rest of the episode. <laughs> and I, I keep pressing down a- on
1: it. I'm going to a concert on Saturday. You're going to a concert for who? For uh, MC Magic and Little Rob. I don't know who those Probably are. I've never heard of them. Are those some cool teen bands?
0: You're like a year younger than me. Teen? I'm like, teens? Is that what the teens are listening to these no, days? No, it's actually very old school. Oh, are these what the old men are listening to? Like, these this
1: days? Is- <laughs> like, this is what my dad listened to.
0: Oh, shit. Is that how you got into them? Mm-hmm. I, I'm like, is this what kids are listening to? You're like, no, old people. No, it's like old school uh,
1: rap. Oh,
0: shit. And they're in San Diego?
1: Yeah, they're coming to the Valboa Theater. Oh, cool. Don't let anyone cough on you. <laughs> I'll wear a mask. Okay. <laughs> Anything else going on? No, I'm just really excited for that, but I'm going by myself. Why are you going by yourself? Because Alaris isn't really into that kind of music. Dang, she's not going to keep you company, though? No. That's brutal. Why
0: don't she you was, ask like someone else doubt. to go?
1: I did. I asked my sister, too, and she was like, yeah, I want to go. But then she found out that my cousin from Arizona may be coming. Mm-hmm. So she was like, nah, never mind. And I'm like, well, okay. And then I asked my mom, too, and she said yes. But then she was like, okay, we'll buy our tickets Monday. And then Monday came and went. I was like, shit, like, we should buy them. And then I checked. And she's like, I actually have a lot of bills to pay. So, like, no. And I was like, Oh my God. Okay. I'll just go by myself. Because I really want to go and I don't really care. So I'm like, whatever. I'm going by myself. You're wild. I don't go nowhere by
0: myself. I'm paranoid. (laughs) I do, but I text people the entire time to update them. I'm like, I just got here. I'm just leaving. (laughs) Okay.
1: No, I That's mean, I, I found time. out on Instagram that some girl, I haven't talked to her in a long time, mm-hmm. but we went to elementary school together, and we were actually, like, best friends. Oh. We were, well, we were really good friends. It was, like, a group of four of us, four or five of us. Yeah. And she was, like, my best friend, but um, I obviously don't talk to her anymore, but mm-hmm. I have her on social media, and she posted that she's going. Hey. I was like, oh. And I'm like, I kind of want to ask. Like, hey, can we carpool?
0: (laughs) Can I join your friend group? I'm going alone.
1: (laughs) I mean, I think she's going with her girlfriend.
0: Okay. Third wheel it.
1: I know. I'm like, I don't know if I want to intrude.
0: Maybe just you should just reply and be like, oh, shit, I'm going too. Maybe I'll see you there. And open the conversation to carpooling. But not straight up asking because you don't want to be like a creep. Like, let me drive with you. (laughs) True. I guess this is someone that used to be your best friend. It wouldn't be creepy. It would just be random.
1: Well, yeah, because I, I don't talk to her. We were best friends in elementary, but I haven't talked to her in years. Oh, shit. Yeah, maybe don't just hit up straight saying, can we carpool? <laughs> That'd be kind of <laughs> fucking funny. Or should I ask her and be like, would it be weird to ask if we can carpool?
0: <laughs> she wants-
1: yes. And then she says yes, and I'll be like, okay, cool. Forget I said anything. <laughs> psych got you you just I'm been punked
0: <laughs> you could try do I'll it be. i dare you no I triple dog dare you. there's right this now? movie yeah do it right now <laughs> there's this movie i watched in junior high and it was called triple dog and it was like a really bad movie like just stupid and basically if people triple dog you you have to like do whatever they say or you have to shave your head I don't know. And this girl, like, didn't want to shave her head. Someone, like, fell and, like, jumped off a bridge and, like, fucking died or something. And I remember the movie ends with this one girl who refused to the dare. So she shaved her head. And it was so obviously a bald cap. She was, like, a little alien. (laughs) That's all I remember about that movie was her little alien head. It's a fucking weird movie. Oh, my God. You're doing it. (gasps) Tell me what you say. Why are you scared? I'm scared. Put laughing emojis that's lighthearted. Am I peer-pressuring you? Probably. <laughs> Do it or you're not cool. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. Okay, what'd you say? What'd you say?
1: I said, would it be weird to ask if you want to carpool? I can be y'all's DD. I don't drink. LOL. And I said a laughing emoji.
0: Oh, keep us updated. I wonder if she'll respond soon, or she'll be like showing her girlfriend and be like, "What?
1: <laughs> what did yeah, we say?" Yeah, she might show her girlfriend. I mean, might
0: be worth it to get a DD, DD, D-D-D-D-D-D.
1: I mean, like, I don't want her, I, to. That's away. another reason I was kind of scared. I don't want her to like feel like I'm like hitting on her or anything, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, if she does respond, just. The wife card and be like, My wife didn't want to go with me, so I'm just and I already bought a ticket or some shit. <laughs> now that might sound weird too, I don't know. Be like, You guys just have really good vibes. <laughs> do you want to hang out?
1: Yeah, we've no. talked actually. I think it was like two years ago though. Okay,
0: I had like commented educated. on
1: like I think a picture of her and her girlfriend. I was like, Oh my god, like something along those lines. And then and I told her, was like, like, we like, Oh my now. god, we should go like, on a double date. Okay,
0: I was like, if it's just either like, he wants a threesome. No, <laughs> I don't think it's that weird though, because I have friends that I was like best friends with in high school that I don't talk to now, and if they ever hit me up and were like, oh, we should hang out or something, I'd be like,
1: yeah, I'm down. High school, yeah, but, but elementary, school. elementary. High school was not that long ago.
0: Um, I'm at the old age of twenty five. I moved here eight years ago. It's been almost a decade since I saw some of these people. Sheesh. Ah, I'm old. No, I'm not. High schoolers are just young. They're children. This isn't about me, this is about the <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. I can't even think of anyone I was friends with in middle school. I was friends with them all in high school too. Small town.
1: Okay. I um mean- I don't really talk to anybody I knew from elementary. I did have, like, really that group of friends. Like, mm-hmm. I have them all on social media, but I don't talk to any of them. Mm-hmm. One of them is actually dating the older brother of my sister's best friend.
0: It's weird. You guys are kind of all intertwined. <laughs> yeah, a little bit.
1: I was like, what? Like, she's, so she's actually going to, like, have a kid. Oh, damn.
0: Mm-hmm. Isn't it weird when friends that you had when you were a kid have kids?
1: Yeah. I'm like, huh? That's like all my friends. I know. I not all of them, but good chunk.
0: I know a lot of the people I was friends with in NorCal have kids now. So odd to me. Because, well, I guess I don't want kids. That's why it's odd. But it's still weird being like, I remember when you were a teenager and now you have a child that's like six. (laughs) It's so strange. (laughs) Shall we begin?
1: Nah. I'm just kidding.
0: (laughs) We're done. All right. So our Instagram. Okay. So the Richardson family was a family of four who lived in Medicine Hat, Alberta, Canada. It consisted of 42-year-old dad, Mark, 48-year-old mom, Deborah, 12-year-old daughter, Jasmine, and 8-year-old Tyler. By 2006, they had lived in their Medicine Hat home for three years. Did you catch the name of the town I said? Andy, no. It's medicine hat. Medicine hat? Like medicine, like a medication. And hat, like your appa hat. Oh. I thought that was so weird. I looked it, it up great. and I it came from like an indigenous word which meant, or like translated to medicine hat, so they changed it to medicine hat. And I was like ah, maybe you shouldn't have translated it.
1: <laughs> like, well, I should have stayed in the original name. I had to... Trash.
0: L- yeah. I... Looked it up and had to like double-check that it was actually a real place because I was like I feel like I'm being tricked right now Yeah, they lived in Medicine Hat, Canada As a young child Jasmine seemed like a pretty average little girl, but around the age of 11 She began to get interested in the goth subculture In 2005 she joined the websites vampire freaks and Nexopia under the username Runaway Devil enlisted her as fifteen. Did you have mm. a Vampire Freaks? What was your face to that? Huh. Did Sketch. you? Okay, I was like, did you have a Vampire Freaks account? No. It I think mean, I... I know where this is going. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I've heard of the site before. And if you didn't know, like, maybe not as much in the early two thousands, but I know in like the nineties and like eighties, being goth was like it very yeah. yeah people were like scared of you low-key and they were like oh my god they're satanists and all this shit so it wasn't like today where you'd be like or whenever i was a child rather they'd be like oh they're seen they're just fucking weird and be like it's not a phase like <laughs> it was it was more intense back then especially like people's perception of it definitely So these uh, websites, they're both like social networking and they were popular for their use of forums. And Vampire Freaks specifically was made for goth people. (laughs) If you couldn't tell by the name Vampire Freaks. No. (laughs) Yeah. Not at all. Nexopia, which is a Canadian site, was described as an online utopia for teens. But of course, like every other social media site, it had its fair share of creeps who preyed on young people that made accounts. That wasn't even like totally relevant, but I just saw that and was like, of course, of course. So anyway, Jasmine started to post and share pictures of herself. And one picture, she's holding a gun. According to an article on another picture, apparently titled The Storm of Sadness, she wrote about her love for sharp junk, dark poetry, piercings, death metal music, and bisexuality. And I hated that, like, half of those things I found super relatable as a teenager. I'd be like, oh, my God, on Tumblr, like, reblogging. (laughs) It's so embarrassing. And uh, totally forgot to mention, at the time of my story in 2006, she's 12 years old. So still a preteen. Yeah, I guess I cut that part out of my story because I was just running over it. And I was like, I don't mention that till way later. So some other things I was able to find on her Nick Sophia page, which showcased a black and white picture of her wearing lots of like dark eyeliner going down like they were tears or something naturally loved it. Uh, they included it wasn't really posts, but it was kind of like, you know, on your MySpace page, you like have stuff and it'd be like a long list basically of like stuff that you just like typed, but they're kind of their own. I don't know, like individual posts, I guess would be the most similar so she had one that said are you stalking me because that would be super <laughs> one said welcome to my tragic end without any spaces and another said cut my wings from my back and let me bleed my dreams away maybe some of these are like lyrics but i was like what
1: Same. Um, no i'm yeah. just kidding
0: <laughs> <laughs> i mean same as me as a teenager but <laughs> It was not all weirdly deep, though. There was also ones that said, just say no to pants, typed in rainbow. And the simply put, oh, I wish I was a muffin on there, too. <laughs> so cut off her wings, but also I wish I was a muffin. And one more, like, about me-esque post. She typed, well, I'm me. I'm the almighty Jack's bow down. I think deep thoughts, I'm quite emotional, and my mood is ever-changing. Although I can be very good at hiding my feelings, I don't trust easily. I either have lots of energy or very little. I like to make attempts at poetry and anime. I make wookie no- noises. I often scare small children. I am afraid of llamas. <laughs> that one's great. <laughs> I was like, what's up with you and llamas? <laughs> I am told I am mentally, and then she used the R slur. Mm. Uh, often, I am loud and bounce a lot when I'm hyper. I like to dress up. I want Edward Scissorhands outfit. Other people live in my head with me. I like random questions. I like to pretend I'm a gangster sometimes. Don't worry, I'm not. <laughs> Sorry. Same. Oh, my God. This is such like a 12-year-old thing to write. It's actually so eerie because I'm like hate that i like type shit like this too (laughs) yeah i sometimes watch teen titans because i'm that cool (laughs) (laughs) did you ever do that thing where you're like because i'm cool at the end oh my god i used to do that all shit all the time Mm oh i I, I would do that i'd be like watching pokemon while watching my or basing my little brother because i'm cool or something like (laughs) i don't know (laughs) i play guitar and i suck I still haven't gone over my tries to put everything it sees in its mouth face yet. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So I personally felt called out because I read, I either have lots of energy or very little. And I was like, all right, that's like a normal person. I feel like, (laughs) and I remember on my fucking Tumblr, I was like, I'm always either really happy or really sad. And I'm like, I have feelings because I'm cool. (laughs) This is so weird, like, trying to sound deep. And you're like, sometimes I'm happy, sometimes I'm not.
1: I deal with it.
0: I deal with it. (laughs) It really, this all took me back to being, like, a kid. Embarrassing. So, like most preteens, she thought that her parents just didn't get her. And she thought they were being cruel to her and, like, keeping her... At home, when she needed to be free, you know, the only time she was able to feel happy and most herself was when she was talking to her boyfriend, twenty-three-year-old Jeremy Steinke. He's literally
1: my age. Mm-hmm. Do you have a to, like my Twelve-year-old
0: girlfriend? No. Well, I hope not. She's <laughs> because- twenty-four. Yeah, I'm like, because he's a pedophile. She's my wife. (laughs) I know. (laughs) You're like, I also have a girlfriend. I'm like, oh my gosh. Andy's a little hoe. (laughs) While many people assume the pair met online, according to a lot of articles, they actually met in person, but it wasn't clear if it was at a punk rock concert or at the mall. (laughs) They did mostly speak online after meeting, though, both publicly and privately. So people would see their messages between a... 12 year old 23 year old and, and uh, let me talk about that age difference real quick because it's so massive and creepy one article i read said that jasmine looked much more mature than her age but to be clear she definitely still looked like a teenager like maybe 15 instead of 12 but still like very young for sure in a later recording with police jeremy said how jasmine was 13 and turning 14 soon which at the time was actually the legal age of consent in Canada. It's been raised to 16 now. But like, I was like, it's 14. Are you fucking kidding me? Damn. So I wasn't sure if he genuinely didn't know that she was 12 or thought she was 13. But regardless, even if she was 13 instead of 12, that still wouldn't have been legal at that time. Mm-hmm. It's really disturbing to think that the age of consent was 14. He's like, well, it was close. Well. <laughs> So, Jeremy himself was a high school dropout that had been in the goth scene since he was a teenager, when he also happened to be bullied. I told you goths were, like, way more socially outcasts than they probably are now. At 23, he was unemployed and living with his mom in their trailer at a trailer park. He himself also used Vampire Freaks and Nexopia, where he went by the username Soul Eater. (laughs) (laughs) I know. Uh, he also posted more creepy things, which I will be getting to very soon. But apparently, Jeremy told his friends on at least one occasion that he was actually a 300 year old werewolf. <laughs> and he liked the taste of blood, which is why he wore a small vial of it around his neck. File. <laughs> file. Just a vial of blood. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was funny because it was probably him trying to be edgy and I'm like, bro, there's like fucking Angelina Jolie and like one of her boyfriends did that shit, didn't they? I'm like, I don't it's know. like, it's like a trying very hard to seem edgy thing to do. Sounds like it. <laughs> and it's like a drop of blood and you're like, look at me. I think I Googled quit. it. I know, right? I Googled it and uh, Machine Gun Kelly like posted something, I guess, that he had like a drop of Megan Fox's blood on a necklace. I was like, very mainstream people do this to seem, like, edgy and cool. So, you're not cool, Jeremy. You're not edgy. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, according to one article, Jasmine was not his first time dating a younger girl, and at the age of 20, he'd actually impregnated a 17-year-old. This woman did not remember the relationship warmly and recalled him as being abusive, noting that he'd never even met his child with her. Damn. Also, uh, when he had his child, so he was 20, that means his girlfriend would have been nine at the time, (laughs) three years before. So that's... Yeah. The younger you make him, the creepier and creepier the age difference comes. I mean, even 12 and 23 is disgusting. But anyway... This ex-girlfriend said that despite him nearly always being unemployed, he had a bit of cash on him at all times and would never hesitate to, like, buy her gifts and try to get closer to her and her family. He was always super down to do what she wanted, but she didn't know that he had a quick temper and sometimes exhibited odd behavior, like sitting up in the middle of the night and talking to himself. But he's a werewolf, so, like, I feel like that might be normal for them. I don't know for sure. He's 300 years old. He probably has a lot of, like, baggage keeping him up. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Following the end of their year-long relationship, she watched as Jeremy went on to date younger and younger girls. So personal opinions of Jeremy from other people who met him varied. One neighbor said that he was a good guy, while a family friend said that while he was likable, he could definitely be manipulative. Jasmine's friends were not a fan of her much older boyfriend, and as expected, her parents did not approve of her relationship with Jeremy, especially considering the fucking age difference. He was twenty-three, and she was fucking twelve. She was not even a teenager.
1: It's so, literally, gross. like, her twice. Oh my god, her age twice.
0: Yes, yeah, it's almost exactly. Oh, so gross. Yeah, I like. I cannot emphasize enough to everyone. She was a child. She's a kid. This is gross.
1: I mean, he was like 11 or 12 when she was born.
0: Oh my god. That, you he was his girlfriend's age when she was born. That's weird. It's different if you're like fucking 40 and 50, but like, her entire life is like half of your life. Like, that's weird.
1: That's super weird. Yeah. That's like me dating my sister's age. Oh, that's so gross. What? <laughs> My sister's 10. She just turned 10. Well,
0: prime age for Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) Don't let her make a vampire freaks account. Nasty. (laughs) Even someone that knew Jeremy like actually called him out on his creepiness and was like, you're a grown man. You're dating a kid and told him that he needed to find a job, move into his own place and start living like the adult he was. He tried to lie and reassure some of his sketchup friends by insisting that jasmine was actually 14 so she was legal uh, just because it's legal doesn't mean you should do it though you still <laughs> gotta get a job bro yeah you still gotta get a job maybe question why you're dating the lowest possible age that you are legally allowed to date <laughs> like why why would you want to do that it's kind of weird And whatever. Clearly, women his age, they'll probably were like, this guy's a fucking weirdo. (laughs) He's a bum. Yes. So it's believed that Jasmine first broached the topic of murdering her family to Jeremy by writing in one message, I have a plan. It begins with me killing them and ends with me living with you. To which he responded, well, I love your plan, but we need to get a little more creative with like details and stuff. I kind of jumped into that real quick, didn't I? <laughs> hmm On March 24th, 2006, Jeremy made a blog post, the only one that I was actually able to see for myself, and that wasn't just quoted. And he wrote, My girlfriend's family are totally unfair. They say they don't care. They say they don't know what is going on and just assume. As their greed continues to consume, she's slowly going insane. She continues to think that I came, into her life to help her out, and to stop what they keep trying to shout. It's all total bullshit. Their throats I want to slit. They will regret the shit they have done, especially when I see that they are gone. They shall pay for their insolence. Finally, there shall be silence. Their blood shall be payment. What? First of all, that was supposed to be a poem, and it didn't even rhyme well. <laughs> He's, like, done and gone. I'm like, just because they both end with O and E doesn't mean they make the same noise. On April 20th, he possibly made a reference to him and Jasmine's homicide plans when he posted something about doing morbid stuff to others, quote, which I'm going to do this weekend. That was when I wasn't able to see for myself. It was just quoted, so I'm wondering, like, if he was commenting on someone else's post, potentially. Around 1 p.m. on April 23rd, 2006... A friend of Tyler went over to the Richardson family home to see if he wanted to play. When the six-year-old didn't get an answer, he looked inside and saw a body. An adult was notified and called the police, who arrived shortly after. What police found in the Richardson home was a gruesome sight. Mark and Deborah lay dead in a blood-covered basement while little Tyler was found upstairs. There was no sign of Jasmine in the home, and police asked for the public's help in locating her, as it was initially feared she may have also been a victim. So, side note, it was a little unclear to me how exactly Tyler's friend was able to see a body from the outside. Because, like, I said that Tyler's body was found upstairs and the parents were in the basement. So, I'm kind of assuming that there may have been, like, a low basement window that he was able to look into. Mm. Or, like, maybe a door there. Uh, I didn't find any pictures of the house either. And none of the articles clarified. I was, like, reading a lot trying to find that shit, but never did.
1: (laughs) A basement window sounds more like probably.
0: Yeah, especially if he's, like, little, he wouldn't have to look far. He's just a little... How awful, by the way, a six-year-old found the bodies of his friend's parents and then finding out that his little friend had been killed, too. That's so sad. One next-door neighbor later stated that she had no idea anything was wrong and only got an inkling of disturbance when police came by her home and asked if she'd seen anything unusual. She told them she hadn't seen any of the Richardson family that day, but the night before, she'd noticed Mark outside barbecuing. Upon learning of the murder, she was shocked and stated that she'd never heard any fights between the family, and even said that just a few days prior to the killings, they'd all been out motorbiking and having fun together. The day after the bodies of the Richardson family were discovered, Jasmine and Jeremy were located and arrested about 80 miles away in Leader, Saskatchewan, hopefully I said that correctly, where they had been stopped along with two of their friends, two or possibly three of their friends, I read conflicting reports. And these friends thought that they were just on a camping trip. They were wrong. (laughs) As Jeremy was being arrested, he told one of his friends to tell my mom she could have my TV and that I love her. And I want to say I really like he put the TV part first before I love her. And also like the fact that he didn't share a TV with his mom, it sounds like. He's like, this is my shit. control of it. Yeah, this is my TV until I go to prison and then you can have it. Not long after the couple's arrest, Jeremy asked Jasmine to marry him in a letter and she said yes. Yay, wedding bells. <laughs> On May 3rd, one of the couple's friends, 19-year-old Casey Lancaster, was also arrested and charged with being an accessory to the murders for driving them away and disposing of evidence. So I didn't see anything really talking about her part, but I think, uh, she'd like seen a blood in a car and like wiped it away or something like that. I don't know if she knew that they killed the parents or not, because like I said, the other article said that they they thought they were on a camping trip. So (laughs) I don't know if maybe they just like lied. He did talk about like killing them and stuff often. So who knows? In a recorded conversation between Jeremy and an undercover officer, Jeremy expressed his disdain for rumors surrounding the case, saying, you know what really pisses me off? There's people going around saying I'm 25 and saying my girlfriend's 12. Fucking utter bullshit, man. I just turned 24 and she's 13, turning 14. She's legal age. And, uh, (laughs) I, I can't, I can't deal with that. First of all, you're lying when you say she's 13 turning 14, she's legal age. She wouldn't have been legal age at the time. You're that's like I can't believe someone's lying about me. They're saying I'm 26 and I'm 25. It's like it's it's like a couple years. No, it's actually 1 year and she actually was 12 at the time. I mean, maybe she turned 13 since they got arrested, but they're literally off by like one or two years and he's like this is and now uh, this is pissing me off. Like, Shut the fuck up. You're a creep. Uh, he also said in this recording, you ever watch the movie Natural Born Killers? I think that's the best love story of all time. Which I've never seen the movie, but apparently it's about a couple going and killing people. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't seen it. I'm sure someone listening will be like, you guys are stupid. But <laughs> I do know it's about a couple killing people. So, as well as him being pissed off about really stupid shit, through this recording, an account of the night the murders was finally revealed. Apparently, that night, Jeremy had reportedly watched the Naveed Natural Born Killers with some friends and told them that him and his girlfriend were going to do something similar, but they weren't going to bother sparing her little brother. Despite the boldness of the statement, he actually told this undercover cop that he had tried to talk Jasmine out of the murders, but whenever he tried, she became sad. Not wanting to see his... As he called her old lady, uh, feeling down. I can't get over the fact he was calling his 12-year-old girlfriend his old lady.
1: <laughs> oh, that's ironic.
0: That's so ironic. Uh, he decided, okay, well, I'm a man of my word, so I'll fucking do it. What?
1: She t- She responded.
0: The friend? The elementary yeah. school friend?
1: Yeah. Well, because I had said that, and then I also. Saw... I got scared so i said if not it's cool just thought i'd ask i don't want to oh, I... intrude on your plans either oh the insecure she said, let me ask my girl and i'll let you know it shouldn't be a problem <laughs> wait what did she say yes my girl no she said let me ask my girl oh. and i'll let you know it shouldn't be a problem i was like and now she she's asking know. why don't i drink
0: oh <laughs> oh she's opening the conversation up you just made yourself a friend again. Right? All she had to do was say that first part. Then she asked a question because she's like, let's be friends again. You're right. Shout out to Andy's friend. <laughs> well, keep us updated on the you're getting that ride. Yeah, we're <laughs> you if you why,
1: why I don't drink.
0: Why don't you drink? You just don't like to?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just what, like I said, I was like, I do drink here and there. I guess I just like being the sober one and taking mm-hmm. care of everyone. Like, my I dad. like doing that. Like, I want to make sure everyone's safe. That's and true. I, was like, I just like, I just get drunk off life and good vibes. Oh, shut the fuck up. I was like, it's just not my thing, I guess. I was like, I'm very boring like that, but I do know how to have fun. You're like, I promise I'll
0: be like the cool dad driving you guys to the concert. <laughs> okay. Back to this. Sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. I'm glad I wanted to hear the update, and I know all the listeners wanted to hear the update. Chief <laughs>
1: muscles, yes.
0: So, just uh, the thing I was just saying was, he didn't want to do it. Was trying to talk her out of it, but was like, "Oh my god, I'll do it because I'm a man of my word." Whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I sure, know. whatever. Would be sad. <laughs> he was like, "She'd get upset with me." She wouldn't yell or anything. She just seemed sad, <laughs> like that you wouldn't murder her family, like. <laughs> okay let her be sad the fuck (laughs) so when jasmine called him to have him come over jeremy was already like pretty fucked up from multiple beers a bottle of wine which by the way was named something with the word vampire in it and (laughs) he would also done cocaine that his friend had given him he recalled that if he were sober he probably would have again tried to talk her out of it but decided to go along with it tonight He drove to her house, not getting pulled over at any point despite his level of intoxication, and was let inside by the 12-year-old whose family was asleep. He was wearing a black ski mask and had a knife in his pocket. So, I'm not sure, I think I mentioned this before, like, I don't know the layout of their house or anything, and I don't know how they got to this point, But at some point, Deborah Richardson came downstairs to the basement where Jeremy was standing, and she screamed when she saw the mass intruder in her home. Mark, too, joined her and attempted to defend himself against this intruder by shoving his finger into Jeremy's eyes and trying to stab him with a screwdriver. But ultimately, he ended up missing. Jeremy then claims that the actual murders were a blur, but he does recall that while Mark was lying on the ground dying from multiple stab wounds, he asked why he was doing this. To which Jeremy replied, because you treat your daughter like shit. She wanted it this way. He had stabbed Debra 12 times and Mark 24 times.
1: Damn.
0: Yeah, so I said he had his knife in his pocket. It's also suspected that they have used knives from the kitchen as well. Because he was, like, fucked up, and they probably also didn't want to release, like, the exact timeline, because I'm sure it's awful. It wasn't clear, like, how long this struggle was going on for. Like, if he started attacking Deborah and then Mark came down, or, like, what really happened there, you know? Yeah. When Mark grabbed a screwdriver, none of this stuff was really clarified. But he was, like, he actually, like, said in the undercover police, like, Conversation, low key uh, interrogation, <laughs> that uh he was, he thought he was gonna die. He was like, her dad was coming at me, and he's like a pretty big dude, and all this stuff, but he just happened to miss with the screwdriver. And ultimately, that's what cost him his life, unfortunately. It's just so scary. You have a weapon to defend yourself, missing, that must have been like the worst moment. The worst. I mean, yes, definitely 100% the worst moment. That's yeah, so sad. <laughs> Yeah, it's fucking awful. It's about to get more sad, Randy. Oh, fuck. So after killing his girlfriend's parents, Jeremy went upstairs and watched as Jasmine killed her own little brother. According to one article, he begged her not to kill him, saying, I'm afraid I don't want to die, before she ultimately cut his throat and murdered him. No. Yeah, he was eight. Why him? I know, and his own sister. Like... How scared do you think he was when he realized, like, he heard people yelling downstairs, probably upstairs in his room, freaking out, and saw his sister and was like, okay, it's fine, I have her. And she was the one who fucking killed him.
1: So so awful. It's the ultimate
0: betrayal. It truly is. Uh, So another report also claimed that he'd suffered a few stab wounds to the chest as well, and he'd been choked, so I don't know the order in which this happens. It's kind of sad to think like she was trying to choke him and then ultimately stabbed him. So it didn't say which one happened first though. Jeremy was tried for the triple homicide in November of 2008 and was found guilty on all charges during his trial. Several young girls had come to watch in support of him claiming to be his close friends. Like Mm -hmm. why are all your friends little girls? (laughs) (laughs) Why do they all believe you that you didn't kill him when you literally are on a recording saying how you killed them? (laughs) (laughs) It's so stupid. They like 100% believe he's innocent, even though he's like fucking talking about the murders. (laughs) A month after being found guilty, he was sentenced to three life sentences, one for each of the lives that he helped take. However, the sentences were to be served concurrently. So after 25 years in prison, he will be eligible for parole. In a victim impact statement following Jeremy's sentencing, Deborah's brother spoke and said, I will never understand why she was taken. I will never understand the workings of sick and twisted minds, but I do understand about forgiveness. She taught me that. So it's for her sake and through the deep love for my sister, who is watching over us right now, that I extend forgiveness. She's like, whew, I could never. (laughs) Kudos to you because I could never. Yeah, I don't know if I could either. I know I people say stuff like I'm like how can you really feel that or I wonder if it's like faking until you make it you know like you're saying it Mm -hmm. but you probably don't feel it yet because that's that's like deep stuff dude but when asked by a judge if he wanted to say anything Jeremy continued to look down and shook his head but according to his lawyers he had said that if he could he would take everything back too little too late Jeremy as of now, Jeremy remains in prison for the triple murders. So, at the time of the killings, under Canadian law, 12 was actually the youngest age that someone could be charged with a crime. And if the charge was under 14, they could neither be tried as an adult nor be sentenced to more than 10 years. On July 9, 2007, Jasmine, who was now 13, was found guilty on three counts of first-degree murder. She is thought to be the youngest person to be convicted of multiple murders in Canada history. In November of that year, Jasmine was sentenced to the maximum 10 years for her role in the killings. Four to be served in custody at a psychiatric hospital, and the following four and a half were to be under supervision, which is like, I guess, under probation or under parole. The judge who sentenced her gave her credit for the 18 months she'd already served before being sentenced as well. In 2011, she began to attend classes at Mount Royal University in Calgary and was released from the psychiatric hospital that fall. In late 2012, it was reported that her rehabilitation was going well and that her expression of remorse for the murders seemed genuine. As of May 2016, then-23-year-old Jasmine has finished her sentence and has since been freed of any more court-ordered conditions. She has since legally changed her name in an attempt to rebuild her life. After killing her fucking little brother and helping get her parents killed. Yeah. So no one even knows where she is or who she is now, basically. Uh, And in case you were curious about their friend, Casey Lancaster, the one who like drove them off. She pled guilty to a lesser obstruction charge and was sentenced to one year house arrest and ordered not to do drugs or alcohol or use alcohol. It's like not much, but okay. Yeah, that, that is my story. I thought it was crazy. I didn't know that if you're under 14, you could not serve more than 10 years. I don't know how I feel about it. I read one thing. I think it was, like, by someone involved in the case. And they were, like, at first they were upset with it because they were, like, she should spend the rest of her life in custody. Like, whether a psychiatric hospital or whether in jail. But then... As like time went on, they were more hopeful that she really was rehabilitated and was now going to become a productive member of society. So I don't know. I think rehabilitation is possible. It's just if it's not possible, she doesn't care. She might kills a kid. Yeah, is <laughs> the only thing. So kind of intense there. Yeah. I tried to find a story that. I know you didn't do this, Brandy. Try to find a story that had less kids being killed. Because I don't know why I was surprised when I searched kids who kill your face right now. Oh, I said Brandy too. Andy. I just realized. Uh, so I think I said before, I usually start my research on like Wikipedia just to find who I want to talk about. And then I'll like search them with other articles and shit. So I was looking at a list of like kids convicted of murder. And a lot of them are killing other children. And I don't know why I was shocked by that. So part of the reason I chose this story is because only one child died. Another one was parents. So it it seemed less sad, even though it was extra kind of devastating because the person who killed the kid in the story was literally supposed to be, like, protecting them and be their older sister. But, yeah, I don't think that Andy's story is worried about that at all, right? Um. <laughs> I am ready for your story, Andal. <laughs> it's recording now?
1: <laughs> it's uh, recording now. Just we so had you guys know, difficulties. <laughs> yeah, we had a little bit of technical <laughs> issues. I uh, kind of unplugged my microphone and it automatically stopped. Kind of did. Yep. <laughs> so uh, hopefully there's nothing
0: wrong with it when I edit later. <laughs> but we've started, like... Background or backup rather recordings as well. It would just be a pain in the ass to edit. So hopefully it's fine. Whew. I'm a little nervous. That was scary. Yeah, it was scary. <laughs> so uh, this is going to sound very abrupt from whatever we were just talking about because there was like five minutes of confusion
1: there. <laughs> we were just like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> we were like,
0: oh no. Okay. Oh no. <sighs> All right.
1: Peter Woodcock.
0: Not even saying it, like, this is his story. Just his name. Peter Woodcock. Oh, my God. I hate his last name. Woodcock? Yeah, Cock stop Wood. saying it. So just... <laughs> That's worse. That's why. Woodcock sounds like an old-fashioned strap-on or something. <laughs> that sounds like it hurts. That sounds like you're gonna splinter up your veheen. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh that's nice. Not... Oh no thank you. Anyways. So Peter Woodcock was born on March 5th, 1939, in Peterborough, Ontario. Or Ontario. <gasps> Two Canadians? Yes. Whoa, Kill a weird Canada.
0: Yeah, what's up with you, Canada? Make your kids stop killing people. <laughs>
1: His mother, Wyda Woodcock, was a 17-year-old factory worker who gave him up for adoption after breastfeeding him for a month.
0: Wow, that must have been hard after, like, taking care of him for a month, too. you probably get a little
1: attached. Maybe. Well, maybe Um, not. The adoption agency's records report that Peter showed feeding problems and cried constantly. So I feel like she must have, like... Hate babies. She must have been, like, nope...
0: She's like, I wasn't even going to put him up for adoption before, but he's out now.
1: (laughs) She's like, I can't do this. I can't. Fuck this. So as an infant, he stayed in various foster homes and was unable to bond with any of them just because he, like, bounced around a lot. After his first birthday, he became terrified of anybody approaching him, and his speech was incoherent. They described it as a strange, whining animal noise.
0: At one? Yeah. What is happening at one where you're scared of people coming towards you? I wonder if he was being, like, abused or something. I don't know. You might get to it. We'll see. Next (laughs) sentence. Oh, okay. Shit.
1: I'm having a vision of (laughs) everyone. So, yeah. He showed signs of severe emotional trauma. He was also physically abused by at least one of his early foster parents. Um. At two years old, he received medical treatment for an injured neck after he received the beating.
0: That's like not even hitting, that's like literally hitting a baby. Yeah, that's so sad. Oh my God. So gross. Who does that? Nasty.
1: At the age of three, he was finally placed into a stable home with foster parents, Frank and Susan Maynard. They were an upper middle class couple with another son. Okay. Um, Susan was described as a forceful woman with an exaggerated sense of propriety.
0: Propriety? propriety. I'm not
1: sure what that I don't know what that means. I looked it up because I
0: didn't know. I didn't either. Go. <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. I was like, I didn't go to college even briefly. I don't know these big words. I didn't <laughs> right write
1: down the exact definition, but what I could gather is basically like they like being right. Oh. <laughs> yeah, okay. I wrote condition of being right. Like They're very, like,
0: almost arrogant, yeah. probably.
1: Okay, got um, it. So, yeah, Susan became strongly attached to Peter by the age of five. Peter remained socially mal- maladjusted and became the target of neighborhood bullies.
0: <sighs> That's rough. Yep.
1: Frank and Susan were worried for his emotional state, so they would regularly take him to the hospital for sick children, where he received extensive treatment.
0: Okay, this is like in the 40s, though. What was the treatment?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, It doesn't say, but it was basically a pediatric teaching hospital.
0: I'm like, I doubt it was as good as like therapy stuff is now. Probably like, shock him. That'll make him better. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Peter attended a private school But again failed to make friends Or interact successfully with his peers And remained isolated yeah. By the age of 11 He was described as an angry little boy Oh <laughs> Shit <laughs> The Children's Aid Society Which I looked up what they are, and it's basically, like, CPS here. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah, I read on their s- website that their goal is to promote the best interest, protection, and well-being of children.
0: Yeah, definitely just sounds yeah. like CPS.
1: <laughs> but yeah, they had a report on him from that time that read, Slight in build, neat in appearance, Eyes bright and wide open. Worried facial expressions. Sometimes screwing up of eyes. I don't understand what they meant by that, but...
0: Like going like this. Oh. Like squinting? Making expressions. Like squinting or like making expressions with your eyes like that aren't just like normal looking about. Like you're just being a weirdo, basically.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Walks briskly and erect. Moves rapidly. Darts ahead. Interested and questioning constantly in conversation.
0: That's every kid. Like, why? True. But why? (laughs) I guess he likes
1: to wander. So, he attributes his wandering to feeling so nervous that he just has to get away. Been there. In some ways, Peter has little capacity for self-control. He appears to act out almost everything he thinks and demonstrates excessive affection for his foster mother.
0: Uh, excessive affection. Uh-huh. That sounds concerning. Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> Although he verbalizes his resentment for other children, he has never been known to physically attack another child. We'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Peter apparently has no friends. He plays occasionally with younger children, managing the play. Like, basically controlling whatever they do.
0: He has to be the dominant one in these playdates, okay?
1: When with when with children his own age, he is boastful and expresses determinately ideas which are unacceptable and misunderstood. He must be saying some weird ass shit, but they definitely—I
0: know—I'm like, what is saying to these kids? They (laughs) definitely
1: saw some psychopath, like, yeah, it's
0: called traits. Like this kid's a little little fucked up. definitely a little sus
1: um and do we want to warn you uh yes um,
0: please i'd appreciate yeah.
1: that it's coming up warning warning i mean in a bit but i still want to give you that warning it's gonna be graphic. that's a good idea
0: okay all right <laughs> <laughs> you can tell my face i'm just like yeah, you got really sad. just
1: do it already just tell me. So a social worker was walking with him and they said that they heard him mutter... mutter. <laughs> <laughs> mutter. <laughs> they said that they heard him mutter, I wish a bomb would fall on the exhibition and kill all the children. Uh... So obviously they wrote down that down in his record because that is concerning.
0: Mildly, I'd yeah. say. <laughs> dude what <laughs> the fuck
1: yeah uh so peter was eventually sent to a school for emotionally disturbed children in kingston ontario um it was kind of like a boarding school like they actually like would stay there
0: this is not the first time we've mentioned a school for emotionally disturbed children and I'd again like to say i love that they call them emotionally disturbed <laughs> children there must be a better way to really? say that <laughs>
1: He began acting on his strong sexual urges with <gasps> other children. He later stated that he had mm. consensual intercourse with a twelve-year-old girl when he was thirteen years old.
0: Wait, consensual yeah. sex? You said that's what he okay. said. Okay. Oh, ah, uh, so it's up in the air, possibly.
1: When he turned 15, he was discharged from the school and returned to his foster parents, but soon re-enrolled at his original private school. But, again, he failed to connect with anybody. Of course. By 16, he left the private school again and was sent to a public high school, where the kids instantly recognized him from, like, when they were younger. And Mm -hmm. resumed bullying him. Oof. I was like,
0: wow. They're like, hey, we remember you. You fucking freak. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) Oh, brutal, man. Exactly. But yeah, his peers obviously shunned him, but his teachers remember him as a very bright student who excelled in science, history, and English, and who frequently scored 100% on his tests.
0: Oh, okay. So that's like a psychopath as well. Really smart, smart, but
1: can't connect with people. (laughs) All right, this is where it's going to start to get a little dark. Okay, thank you for the warning. So he would often wander on his prized possession, a red and white Schwinn bicycle. He would ride his bike to the far reaches of the city even like when it was cold as fuck in Toronto. <laughs> like during the winter. Weird.
0: Yeah, it probably gets fucking freezing yeah. there, I'm sure. Yeah. But
1: the, that was because he had these like urges to just go wander. So he like loved his bike oh, and would just go riding too. everywhere. Um, he even invo- evolved a fantasy in which he led a gang of 500 boys on bikes called the Winchester Heights Gang. He wanted to start a biker gang Yeah, basically, but they were all invisible. That's so odd. So weird. Very. His foster parents were actually well aware of his fantasy and his compulsion to wander, but they were completely unaware of what he was doing. Uh. he would often molest dozens of children and ultimately murdered three.
0: Dozens. 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 What the fuck? Mm-hmm. I'm processing it still. Okay. Continue. <laughs> so... I'm sorry, guys. (laughs) It's okay. I say okay now, but it probably won't be okay after. Jeez.
1: So on September 15th, 1956, Peter was riding his bike around the grounds of the exhibition place, which is kind of like Balboa Park. It's just like this big area where they have like a theater, like a garden.
0: Oh, so like a big city park. Okay. Got it. And I was like, most people listening wouldn't know about Bobo Park. Yeah, you're right. Either. <laughs> I didn't think about that. <laughs> a big city park with a lot of stuff yes. in it.
1: But yeah, he was riding his bike around there when he met seven-year-old Wayne Mallet. Peter lured Wayne out of he sight went... and then proceeded to strangle him to death. <gasps> a little seven-year-old? Yeah. He was... Peter mm-hmm. was 17 at the time.
0: Oh, creepy. Like 10 years older. That was his first mm-hmm. victim? Ugh.
1: Um Wayne's body was found in the early hours of September 16th, so like the next day, basically. It appeared that his clothing had been removed and that he had then been redressed. So,
0: sexually assaulted, probably. Yeah
1: his face mm-hmm. had been pushed into the dirt and he had two bite marks on his body one on his calf <gasps> and one on his butt <gasps> Oh my god um but there was no evidence evidence of a rape but they did find something yeah. interesting um they found a bunch of pennies just like scattered around the body What the yeah. fuck um, they also found that Peter had defecated near the body. He shit? Yes, he took a shit.
0: What? In the world? That's so random. That is so random. I wonder if it was, maybe he, like, kind of felt sick after, you know? He had to go. Well, probably not. I, I, know, I was like, he probably doesn't feel very bad. Because I was like, if you're nervous, you will, but... Mm-hmm. That's fucking weird. It just gets more sad. <laughs> that's that's just how you know that DNA also was like so not a yeah. thing back then. They, he funny. without issue just took a shit there.
1: <laughs> Toronto police initially arrested and interrogated another boy, fourteen year old Ronald Mafat.
0: So interesting that they actually interrogated another kid. That they were kind of already thinking that, mm-hmm. you know. Weird.
1: Police relentlessly questioned him until they gained a confession, despite witnesses placing him in a movie theater before and after the murder of Wayne.
0: <gasps> so they just terrorized him until they got a false confession, basically? Yep. Fucking stupid. That's why sometimes reading story stresses me out where they're like, we got a confession after interviewing them for 15 straight hours. I'm like, oh my god, was this even a legitimate confession? Because yeah. I would confess to fucking anything if you were, like, keeping me there for that long.
1: He, unfortunately, was found guilty and sentenced to youth (gasps) detention. Whoa! Holy shit. Um, And they actually, the police did, like, acknowledge that there was a serial predator, but they still hadn't released him yet.
0: So, they mean, like... The other guy they're referring to like there's a serial molester yeah. or because then like oh okay
1: and more stuff happened and they were like oh yeah there's definitely like a serial molester and and they it still, didn't connect it to the Yeah this they kid. still didn't release him. He wasn't released for... until after Peter was arrested and convicted. Oh fuck. Um, so, on October sixth, nineteen 1956, Peter was riding his bike around Cabbage Town when he picked up nine-year-old Gary Morris. Mm. He then drove to Cherry Beach, where he strangled and beat him to death.
0: Holy shit.
1: A coroner later determined that Gary had died from a ruptured liver.
0: He must have beat him, like,
1: badly. Yeah. Ugh. Gary's body was found with a bite mark on his throat. And this time, around the body, uh, paper clip clips were scattered.
0: What? Another
1: random <laughs> object
0: just scattered yeah. around?
1: This is so what weird. Is? And they were
0: like, this definitely isn't related to the other murder that we solved and put a kid in jail for.
1: So <laughs> totally un-
0: unrelated. We don't even really well, it,
1: it was harder... Or they didn't really connect it yet because, like, it was different towns.
0: True. I bet the communication wasn't Mm -hmm. the best back then, especially if they thought they already solved it. They wouldn't be reaching out to
1: people. Okay. Um, They also said that his clothes had been removed and put back on as well. Hmm. And on January 19th, 1957, Peter was cruising on his bike again when he approached the 4-year-old carol voice and offered her a ride a 4-year-old oh, oh my god. god um he then drove her under the blore viduk which was like a big a big bridge over there oh okay um yeah. it's a bridge over the don river for any of you that might be familiar with the era i am not so- <laughs> Any Canadians watching or listening, rather? <laughs> but yeah, he took her there and murdered her. Whew, warning, 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 warning. Oh, shit. Um, When she was found, her clothes had been pulled off. It appeared that she had been choked into unconsciousness and sexually molested. And Mm -hmm. that her death was caused by a tree branch being forcefully inserted into her.
0: No. Oh my god. Oh my god, Brandy. I've never even fucking heard of anything like that. Oh my god, that's disturbing.
1: Gross. I'm sorry. You would have definitely... This is less... Than the other one I saw, bro. That I almost did, but I was like, "That's way too much."
0: I read some that were really graphic. That I was like, "I don't want to know any more about this. I can't do that."
1: Too (laughs) sad. Yeah. (sighs) But yeah, a lot of witnesses saw a teen cycling away from Carol Voice's crime scene, and an accurate composite sketch was created. The sketch was ran on the front page of the Toronto Star, which led to Peter's arrest on January twenty first,
0: nineteen fifty-seven. Oh my gosh, wow. I'm surprised he got arrested so soon after. Yeah.
1: And the, the well, sketch good, was least. actually a really good sketch. Oh yeah. nice. I feel it like it looks that's like so rare.
0: <laughs> They're all <laughs> Usually the sketches are just like shit and look
1: like the most generic True. person in the world. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he subsequently confessed to all three murders. Um, he apparently was quick to confess in fear that his mother would find out because she was his biggest fear.
0: <laughs> oh, God, I forgot about all his mommy issues. Um, but yeah,
1: he basically said, like, that he confessed really fast because he was scared that the if he didn't, like, they would let his mom basically go at him. Oh,
0: my God. I'm like, was he too dumb to realize that she was going to find out anyway?
1: <laughs> and I'm not entirely sure why. I'm guessing maybe because uh, there wasn't enough evidence. But Peter was only tried for the murder of Carol Voice. Oh, that's so interesting. Mm. Um, But yeah, on April 11th, 1957, after a four-day trial, He was found not guilty by reason of insanity and was sent to the Oak Ridge Division of the Maximum Security Penitentiary. Penitentiary? Oh.
0: Okay, that's not what I thought you were trying to say. I was like, Penitentiary? That's so weird. (laughs) Very
1: different. It a long name in Ontario, like a town. Okay, yeah. Penitangwishni. I don't know.
0: (laughs) Alright, sounds legit. I think you're definitely singing correctly. Yeah, totally. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But yeah, while he was imprisoned, he was diagnosed as a psychopath.
0: Surprise! Surprise,
1: motherfucker! (laughs) Okay,
0: shut the fuck up right
1: now. Um, He underwent various forms of psychiatric therapy, including LSD treatments, because you know those were popping back in the. That's so fucking <laughs> weird.
0: They're like this will cure. Right? The... You know when they were <laughs> experimenting during killer. Get him high.
1: Um, they also gave him other personality uh breaking drugs. Some other long ass so... weird names that I'm not gonna try to pronounce.
0: <laughs> Holy shit, that's crazy. Um,
1: he was also subjected to dyads. I don't know if you've heard of that. I have it not. It was heard. a personal personality breaking therapy in which inmates challenged each other's belief systems.
0: How did they challenge them? Did you do they like just talk and have a debate? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
1: Confused. That sounds interesting. But I guess the inmates the sixties or The weird Inmates time. called it the hundred day hate in.
0: Oh yeah. I don't know. So it's just I'm imagining these people just like talking shit to you <laughs> continuously, being like, "You're fucking stupid for killing people, you moron." Maybe, I don't know.
1: <laughs> um, but Peter did not respond well to those treatments.
0: Yeah, probably because those treatments were dog shit, and that's why people don't use them anymore.
1: True. <laughs> he engaged in co- coercive sexual acts and exploited his fellow inmates. ...who were often less intelligent or less sane than he was.
0: Oh, so that's like assault, no? Even if they're consenting, they probably legally were not able to consent. Yeah. Yeah. Yikes.
1: I guess he had convinced inmates that he had a contact with an imaginary gang called The Brotherhood on the outside and that in order to be initiated, inmates had to perform oral sex on him and bring him gifts of cigarettes.
0: Okay, so that's just manipulation. <laughs> adult, <then. laughs> so it's very clear <laughs> what this is. Okay.
1: But I mean, as he got older, he was seen as less dangerous, so he was eventually transferred to a less restrictive in- institution called Brockville Psychiatric Hospital. Okay. During this time, he legally changed his name to David Michael Krueger. Not sure why. He
0: has so, such a random name.
1: Yeah. I guess his favorite movie was uh, Silence of the Lambs. Lamb? I mean. Silence of the Lamb. Oh, that movie was out then?
0: Oh, no. This was probably mm-hmm. years later. What am I saying? But I guess
1: in <laughs> this hospital, they were way more relaxed, And they I guess they took him to see the movie.
0: How would they take him to see a movie about a serial killer? I he's don't remember. I feel like that's a little inappropriate.
1: Yeah, he changed his name.
0: <laughs> okay. So he changed his name to Hannibal Lecter yeah. Jr.
1: <laughs> um, and then he ended up rekindling a relationship with Bruce Hamill, who was actually his former lover.
0: Bruce Hamill. Was that someone at the other hospital or was that someone outside? No, I think hospital?
1: it was a, it was another hospital. Was that from the Oak Ridge, okay, got I think,
0: it. that was the name of it? Oh, okay. So probably someone he
1: manipulated. Yeah. Well, no, actually. Yeah. Bruce Hamill was an oh. Ottawa killer who had been released from Oak Ridge and was working as a security guard at the Ottawata, uh courthouse.
0: Did I mishear? Did you say he was a killer? Yep, that's what it says. And he got a job doing security? Yep. <laughs> bruh keep yourself out what the fuck Uh did background checks like did they even bother like did he lose a different name that is fucking nutty oh my god
1: um but yeah david aka peter convinced bruce that an alien brotherhood would solve his problems and that if he helped him kill another Brockville inmate Dennis Kerr that he would like oh my god he'd be chill it would solve his problems
0: he's like I don't have any problems he's like no we still have to (laughs) kill him
1: (laughs) wait I guess he wanted to kill this Dennis Kerr because he turned him down oh my god so weird yep So, on July 13th, 1991, Bruce went to a hardware store, bought a plumber's wrench, a hatchet, knives, and a sleeping bag. He What a great combo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He then went to the Brockville Hospital and signed out the 52-year-old David on his first publicly escorted day pass.
0: Uh, Could anyone just come in and be like taking them taking them to hang out for the day i don't
1: know i don't know how it worked but it was his first unsupervised release in 34 years
0: i'm so curious i bet they didn't keep records because they probably fucked up like how did how is this the first time he's been let out unsupervised and it's with like a fucking serial killer or some (laughs) shit I, i don't
1: know god what are the chances I don't know, but within the first hour, he arranged to meet Dennis Kerr in the woods. When Dennis arrived, David struck him in the head with a pipe wrench and continued to beat him into unconsciousness. Mm. David and Bruce then seized the hatchet and knife that they had hidden in the bushes while waiting for Dennis. They hacked and stabbed Dennis, mutilating his body, nearly severing his head. They also sodomized the corpse. Who let him out? <laughs> Who let him out?
0: What is happening here? Yo no se. Serial killers just get day passes? Uh, I don't know, bro. They're like, mm, Not feeling good today. Bye, guys. Gonna go hang out with my boyfriend. He's also killed. It's chill. <laughs>
1: I don't know. But David then left the scene walked about two miles away to a police station and turned himself in.
0: <laughs> he didn't even, he just wanted to kill him so bad he didn't even yeah. fucking care if he got Basically. in trouble or not.
1: Wow. Um, but yeah, after the murder, he was transferred back to Oak Ridge where he spent the majority of his years in custody. And he only
0: got three day trips a year. <laughs> <laughs> For being a bad boy.
1: He was later the focus of a biography in several documentary films, and sometimes tried to exp- he sometimes tried to explain why he killed, but he never came up with any rational reason.
0: There is no rational reason. He probably just had an innate desire to do it.
1: He just wanted to. Um, I guess in a as terrifying <laughs> as that is. <laughs> in a 1993 interview. He said, he said, um, I'm accused of having no morality, which is fair, which is a fair assessment because my morality is whatever the system allows. <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know. That sounds like you're trying to be deep, but you're not really that yeah. deep.
1: <laughs> um, But yeah, he died on March 5th, 2010 on his 71st birthday by natural causes. On his
0: birthday, wow. That's yeah, right.
1: Th- I think it's pretty cool though. <laughs> I
0: know. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say people who uh knew him wouldn't have to have two days to like celebrate him a year, and I was like, mm, I don't think anyone's celebrating <laughs> or talk about Nobody this can. guy really. <laughs> yeah, no one's reminiscing about him. <laughs> Maybe just Susan. At least not fondly. Susan. Susan's yeah. the mom. Yeah, she's probably dead. You're right. (laughs) I was like, he's like 71. Susan's still alive today. She's 130. (laughs) And still, yeah. (laughs) That was disturbing. Sorry. As expected from you. I'm disturbed. Always coming in
1: hot. I'm disturbed, you say. I am mentally disturbed. I think you guys all know that.
0: Yeah, you went to a school for emotionally disturbed children.
1: No, I didn't, <laughs> but I should have.
0: But you should have. This could be seen as a joke or a really big red flag that I'm not catching on to. <laughs> it's a joke. I'm like, oh, it's all fun and games, not knowing that you're like a fucking no. killer. Oh my God, that'd be the perfect cover if you're a serial killer. Join a podcast where you talk and just about just talk it. about like, makeup names and talk about murders that happened. <gasps> Talk about an unsolved serial killer in San Diego that's been <laughs> happening recently. You're like, don't they sound very smart? <laughs> I think they do. Ew, that's creepy. Ah, creepy. That is creepy. Oh my god.
1: Why okay. are you giving away my secret? That...
0: Oh, stop. I it. I told you not to say anything. Me out. I feel like oddly threatened. <laughs> right oh my no, god. I'm you know where kidding. I live. <laughs> That like goes along with my really irrational fear of okay, so haunted house rides or like you know at fairs and stuff they have the haunted houses. I actually think that they're so creepy because I always think, what if they hired somebody who's like in there that's actually fucking insane and like oh my God, kill you? You're right though, I always think that that's scary because I think that like um at Park Show They have like the haunted mazes and stuff. I'm like, what if they just hired someone that's like batshit and you hear the chainsaw noise and it's actually a chainsaw? Uh... Anyway, I hate those. I'll just watch scary movies at home, where I feel safer (laughs) (laughs)
1: under a blanket.
0: Uh, under a blanket. Except for it's like 85 degrees today. Yeah, true, true. All the spooky season. Uh So Uh Uh, If any of you want to send us an email, say hi, tell us any stories or what you think of our episodes, that's always welcome too. Our email is thespookyshit.pod at gmail.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are spookyshit underscore pod. And our website is spookyshit-pod.com. Anything else to add? Andy? No. I want to keep saying Andle. Andle. (laughs) I just have to. Maybe choose Randall as a name. Randall isn't randall the name of the like lizard guy in monsters inc (laughs) randall's it i don't know i'm feeling feeling randall right now maybe we'll try it out next week add it to the list you're like i'm never gonna fucking call myself randall (laughs) yeah anything to add no (laughs) okay well thank you all for listening and catch you next week goodbye got him. damn it hey
1: everyone it's michelle and brandy and this is spooky shit damn i meant to say another name i forgot you were gonna say another name yeah i was just gonna make one up
0: okay let's do it again is this is just gonna be our weekly thing now
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm just gonna change names
0: all right let's do it <laughs>